It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. CBS Sports says that the Washington Commanders are a restoration project. Why they're wrong and why one of the teams they have ranked above Washington should actually be ranked lower. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this end of week episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can join me at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me, your host, because I'm David Harrison. Also find me on Twitter at dharrison82, and I'm a credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders as a beat reporter for commandercountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I am here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I want to share my continued appreciation for your support of the show on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to discuss the week that was here on the program and the thing that the Washington Commanders owe Antonio Gibson an apology for. Speaking of apologizing, the weather owes all of us an apology. So this is supposed to be your Friday episode, but as I was recording the Friday episode, a massive, massive storm came through. My computer screen started dimming and brightening. Things started flashing. Internet started freezing. And you know what? Last year, I lost a very expensive soundboard to an electrical surge. The surge blew my surge protector and still got to my soundboard. Uh, Fortunately, I was able to get it replaced. But you know what? I just like I'm not going to play any games here. I'm not going to put anything to chance. So I went ahead, disconnected all my stuff, unplugged it from the wall and waited till the next day. The storm has cleared. So we are back here now to lay down this episode. So, again, appreciate all of you for coming through. We're going to start today's competition by competition conversation talking about competition tiers laid out by cbs sports their tiers of team competitiveness basically what cbs sports did is they went through all 32 nfl teams separated them into one of five tiers based on how competitive they feel like the franchise is at this point in time and right now the washington commanders are in cbs sports's fifth tier of competitiveness which they uh or fourth tier sorry of competitive which they label restoration projects uh, and I have to say, I think they've gotten this team a little bit underrated, quite frankly. But let's take a look at the tiers real quick and the teams that are in them. And then I'm going to tell you where this Washington Commanders team really should be because they're not a restoration project. Tier one are your trophy hunters, as CBS Sports calls. And those are the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys. Tier two are your growing contenders. Uh, there you've got the Lions, Seahawks, and Giants. Tier three, wildcard wanderers, Vikings, Packers, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, holding down that tier. And then tier four is that restoration projects here with the Bears, Rams, and Buccaneers joining the commanders. Now, in that ranking, the CBS Sports says of the commanders, quote, the commanders have legit weapons in Terry McLaurin and the defensive front. But Coach Ron Rivera, who hasn't led a winning season since 2017, is betting on a total unknown at quarterback in Sam Howell. End quote. More on that here in just a minute. Tier five uh, is labeled draft pick darlings, and the only team in there are the Arizona Cardinals. Now, first of all, I want to say that I think the narrative of Sam Howell being a total unknown 
is only real if you're talking about CBS Sports. CBS Sports is not in the building. They're not at practice. They're not seeing Sam Howell in the meeting rooms. They're not talking to him in the locker room. They're not seeing any of this stuff. So a total unknown only if you are not there present seeing Sam Howell. So the more you see him, the more you're in the building with him, and the more you see him in meetings and practices, the more he's a known commodity, right? So to the team, he's not an unknown. To me and to the John Kimes, the Ben Standings, Nikki Javala's, the Sam Fortiers of the world, he's not a total unknown. We don't get to see everything at practice. We don't get to see him in the meeting rooms. We talk to him in the locker room, talk to the coaches, other players. So he's not a total unknown. He's only a total unknown, again, if you're CBS Sports. So that's that's kind of my piece on the Sam Howell thing because I know the national narrative is that there's just this complete wild card dart throw and nobody has any clue of what's going on with Sam Howell. Well, people do know what's going on with Sam Howell, just not everybody. Um, but anyway, to the restoration programs, right? To that tier of teams, uh, I think of the four teams, the Commanders and Buccaneers have to be the top two of those four teams. And then the Bears and the Rams are the last two. But I think I would probably even put the Rams in tier five, to be quite honest with you. I know they still have some talent, right? Cooper Cup is still there. Matt Stafford maybe going to be healthy. Aaron Donald, certainly one of the best in the league. But outside of those guys, they don't really have a lot right now. So I don't expect a lot from the Rams. And maybe I'm underselling them. But I think the Rams and the Cardinals could certainly be both in the uh, draft pick darlings, uh, yeah, draft pick darlings tier of CBS Sports, but that's splitting hairs, right? I'm not here to necessarily talk about where Washington ranks in the restoration category because I've already told you I don't think they should be in that restoration category. So, what category should they be in? Well, let's look at the tier right above them, the wild card wanderers, and let's look at some of these teams. They got the Vikings, the Packers, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Now, I could say here that the Commanders should have beaten the Vikings, and they should have beaten the Vikings. But they actually did beat the Green Bay Packers, and they beat the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. So there are some big changes going on in Green Bay, and the main one is that they're losing Aaron Rodgers. But he's not the only one. So from last year's squad to this year's squad, here are the players that they've lost that played at least 45 or more percent of snaps last year. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, wide receiver Alan Lazard, tight end Robert Tanyan, safety Adrian Amos, who played more than 90% of the defensive snaps last year, defensive tackle Jaron Reed, and defensive end Dean Lowry. Now, here's what they, who they've gained to replace those players. Outside linebacker Lucas Van Ness, who is a rookie and currently projected to be a backup. Tight end Luke Musgrave, who is a rookie. Wide receiver Jaden Reed, who is a rookie. So you've got three rookies to help replace the loss of six veterans, including a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, this could be a case of the Packers' privilege and people not wanting to see Green Bay just completely collapse. But if Jordan Love is going to get enough credit, enough leeway, enough benefit of the doubt, to keep the Green Bay Packers in this tier of teams right now, then I think Sam Howell deserves at least similar benefit of the doubt because Jordan Love has just as many starts as Sam Howell does. Now, Jordan Love has also appeared in nine more games. So 10 games total, one start. Sam Howell obviously has only appeared in the one game that he started. But in those nine games, Jordan Love has thrown for 60.6 yards per game. He only has two touchdown passes in those nine games. And he's got two interceptions. His quarterback rating is under 80. In Howell's one game, his quarterback rating was 83. Now, again, there's a little bit of a bigger sample size with Jordan Love, but that sample size is not very good. And I would say that when you're coming in in spot duty, I wouldn't even say that's an accurate way to evaluate a quarterback anyway. So really, if you're going start for start, Sam Howell certainly wasn't worse than Jordan Love. And if he wasn't that much better, still you have a similar amount of, of, uh, of, of, of evaluation material, right? And when you look at the Green Bay Packers, they had the 17th-ranked defense last year. The Commanders had the 13th-ranked defense. And still with Aaron Rodgers in the 17th-ranked defense, the Packers won eight games. 
Imagine what the Washington Commanders would have done with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback last year in the 13th ranked defense, right? So I think when you look at the Packers team around the quarterback the, and the Commanders team around the quarterback, the Commanders come out ahead in this conversation. So then you have compared Jordan Love to Sam Howell. And I'm obviously a little bit partial to Sam Howell, but I've never met Jordan Love. I've never talked to him. I've never seen his work ethic. So that's not fair. But I don't think you can put Jordan Love on this pedestal just because he was a first-round pick a few years ago and has little to no experience in the same amount of starts as Sam Howell does. So basically, my point is that if you're going to look at the Green Bay Packers as a wild-card contender, you have to look at the Washington Commanders as a wild-card contender. So that immediately puts them in Tier 3 of the wild-card Wanderers. Now, what about Tier 2? You have the Detroit Lions, the Seahawks, and the Giants in that tier. And to be fair, right up front, the Commanders went 0-2-1 against those three teams, and they didn't even play the Seahawks in 2022 so i would argue that washington's better than new york i stand by that i think they're better than seattle Uh, and without william jackson on the field for washington in week two i think the commanders beat detroit but it's not about the paper i just talked about the green bay packers it's not about paper and people's beliefs in jordan love over sam howell it's about what we've seen on the grass and the fact that the commanders team beat the packers team with a much better quarterback uh just one year ago so on the field the commanders didn't win a single game here so i can't justify putting them in tier two so that's where we're going to leave the commanders in tier three but that's wild card wanderers and given the fact that washington wasn't wild card contention until the end of week 17 i mean i think that sounds about right right so if hal is even a 10 percent better quarterback uh than what we saw in 2022 washington is going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot that's the to me that's not even uh, a concern that's just a given if sam Howell can be the same or better now, what we saw last year from the quarterback position in Washington, then this team is going to be in wild card contention. Of course, Howell isn't doing by himself. Running back Antonio Gibson may be getting more receiver work than ever before in 2023. That's a big story, and uh, that's something that I definitely want to talk about here on this episode. So that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to have that conversation thanks to our partners at eBay Motors who have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fit on your roster. So, with draft pick prep, with draft pick prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for this for us this week on eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. And Vinny asked you which running back has scored the most TDs combined in the past two seasons. That is electric Los Angeles Chargers back Austin Eckler, who's 38 scores since 2021 and featured receiving first role, make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over to 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. (laughs) 
Thanks again for bringing along Talk to Manage your first listen or view today and every day. Every day is come back next week. We'll have five more episodes for you. Also picking up our linebacker position group preview. So make sure you come back through uh, for that as well. But right now, right now we're not going to talk about linebackers. We're talking about running backs. Specifically, we're going to talk about Antonio Gibson and the potential that he is going to get more receiver work this year than ever before. In an interview posted to the team's YouTube page, Washington greats Fred Smoot and London Fletcher caught up with Antonio Gibson on picture day. Uh, if you watch the video on YouTube, you can see other commanders players going into the picture booth to get their photos taken. Uh, and in the interview, Fred Smoot is asking Antonio Gibson how excited he is with the arrival of EB and this new offense and everything, especially since he can play running back and wide receiver to which Gibson responds, quote, I keep telling people and not to sound bad on any of the other seasons. It's just, I'm really excited about this season. He continued just seeing how people are coming to work, the things we've got in motion and seeing how we're building towards it, man, I'm super excited. End quote. Smoot also said he believes that this could be AG's year to show his true receiver skills because he hasn't really been able to yet. And AG responded, quote, I haven't shown my position every year. We talk about it, but it hasn't happened. Hopefully this year it comes around to where I get to showcase on multiple occasions what I can do out there. First of all, I love being out there. Like I, I have fun out there. And once I get the ball in open space, I'm really that guy and running back at running back. I'm not going to say I'm it's not capable because I see a lot of guys do it, but the opportunities are not there. Once you catch the ball in the open field, you have so much more open space. It's a big difference. End quote. So this whole you know, Q&A session and everything that AG had to say kind of applies to a question that we answered earlier in the offseason about Washington finding its Jarek McKinnon for the commander's offense the way that Eric Bieniemy found one for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Now, I said that I think both Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson could see doses of that role, and I believe that that's still true. But it appears here that AG is expecting or at least hoping to play more of a traditional receiver role, not completely, but at least from time to time lining up out wide. Of course, this isn't completely new territory for Antonio Gibson, right? which is kind of the point of the whole conversation as a collegiate receiver with the Memphis Tigers. Uh, Gibson played 19 games, caught 44 passes, collecting 834 yards and 10 touchdowns. He only rushed the ball 33 times, but on those 33 carries, he had 369 yards and scored four touchdowns uh, as well. And that's part of what attracted the NFL to him as a running back prospect. Now go back to when he was being evaluated for joining the NFL and his NFL draft profile by NFL.com. Uh, evaluation specialist, draft analyst, Lance Zerline, uh, he compared Antonio Gibson to Baltimore Ravens running back Buck Allen and said about Gibson, quotes, big athlete with position versatility will be a tag for some, but it's vague and lacks projection. While Gibson is a one-year wonder, his 14 career touchdowns on just 77 touches demand attention. He played more slot than running back in college, but he was a runner in high school and has an intriguing combination of size, burst, vision, and power. He's a four-phase player on day one with the ability to return kicks, cover them, and create matchup problems for linebackers out of the backfield. The sample size is extremely limited, and he needs to develop runway, but Gibson has exciting upside as a pro, end quote. Now, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff there in just a few sentences, right? So Zerline clearly saw the ability in AG to run the ball, catch the ball, return kicks, and cover on special teams. If you look at AG's three years into his career, this year being his fourth, he's run the ball 577 times. He's been targeted 154 times, and he has returned 21 kicks. All of those kicks came in 2022. Does that sound like the appropriate usage of a playmaker who can impact all three of those areas of the game? To me, it does not, right? As far as his kick coverage, Gibson has 42 special team snaps last year, none in 2021, none in 2020. So even when he's not being used as a returner last year, 
previous to that, he's not being used on special teams at all. So even as a rookie, Washington immediately shelved his ability to impact special teams. So that Lance Zerline quote about him being a four-phase player and that being part of his, his attraction, the Washington Commanders immediately got rid of some of those phases. Now, looking at Gibson's snaps altogether, according to PFF.com, in 2022, Gibson had 530 total snaps. 80% of them came as a running back. In 2021, 92% of his snaps came at running back. 2020, 91% of his snaps came at running back. So again, you have a player who is scheme versatile, position versatile, and you're using him in one spot for the most part and getting rid of completely his special teams contributions until last year. Uh, and even last year when we saw more receiving ability, right? Only 12% of his snaps. Like think about how impressed everybody was with AG as a receiver last year. Only 12% of his snaps came as a receiver, again, according to PFF.com. Now, remember that comp to Baltimore Ravens running back Buck Allen? Well, through their first three seasons, right? But Allen was in the NFL, obviously, before Gibson. But through their first, first three seasons each, comparatively, uh, comparatively, Allen had a 31 to 100 carry to reception ratio or reception to carry ratio, right? So for every 100 carries, Buck Allen was getting 31 receptions. Antonio Gibson's rate for every 100 carries, he's getting 21 receptions. That's 10 fewer carries per or catches per 100 carries, right? So Allen was getting 31 more per reception on a 100 on a on a 100 carries average over three seasons. So if Allen had the amount of carries that Gibson did, 577 through three years, at that pace, he would have had 55 more catches than Antonio Gibson. So while the comp was there, the usage has not been there, right? In fact, I'd say that Gibson has been criminally miscast in the Washington offense during his career up to this point. And one more projection for you, Gibson has a pretty solid 7.2 yards per reception uh, average for his career. If that number jumps from 124 catches to 179 catches to kind of match uh, the run-to-catch ratio that Buck Allen was having, he would have 1,288 yards receiving through his three NFL seasons. That would make AG the third highest receiving back in the NFL since he came in the league. Behind who? Behind Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers, who we just discussed being a potential number one pick in your fantasy draft, and Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, who outside of the fact that he's probably going to be suspended for a good chunk of the season, one of the premier backs in the National Football League. That is the potential that Antonio Gibson showed coming out of college and has shown in his limited contributions, limited ability to contribute in the passing game since he joined the Washington Commanders, and that is the potential that the Washington Bears have failed to tap into in his first three seasons. This is year four. Eric Bieniemy is on ground, and guess what? If you're running an open field, you're probably not getting tackled by D lineman. If you're not getting tackled by D lineman, you probably don't have 300 plus dudes falling around your ankles, and you're going to get a little less injured, hopefully, uh, if you're Antonio Gibson. So there's your potential. Washington and Eric Bieniemy, uh, Coach Eric Bieniemy, can finally get Gibson used properly. Then maybe we can see Antonio Gibson used to his maximum ability and that's topic again i want to talk about that topic more than any other in this episode today but i also needed the most time which is why i saved it here for segment two my longest uh segment of the episode so let me know what you think about the antonio gibson usage stuff what he has to say and what you think his future is with eric the enemy coming up next we're going to take a look back at the week that was on locked on commanders that's next on today's episode of locked on commanders and we're doing that thanks to our friends over at bird dogs bird dogs makes you look good with stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a truly sculpted look. They achieved this by inventing inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. 
I love wearing my bird dogs. I wear them on walks. I wear them in the pool. I wear them to the mall. I wear them pretty much anytime I get an excuse to wear my bird dogs. Joggers that I bought previously and the shorts that I have uh, now, I get the opportunity to use them. I use them. And I also use this handy dandy bird dogs Yeti style tumbler when I'm recording, when I'm driving. It is perfect and I love it. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL right now to get in on the bird dogs movement and you will get your free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You don't have to pay for this bad boy. You just have to order anything bird dogs. You're going to love it anyway and you'll get the free cooler. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style cooler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, wrapping up this end of week episode of Locked On Commanders. Looking at the week that was our weekend review segment here uh, to end the week. Offensive and defensive line training camp previews. Eric Bieniemy's impact on the offensive line, a rising commander's defense. Dan Snyder forcing Dan Snyder out of NFL ownership. And then today, we discussed the competitive ranking of the Washington Commanders and Antonio Gibson's criminally underused skill set. So on Monday, we talked about the new starting four joining Charles Leno Jr. as the only Commanders offensive lineman returning to his starting job from 2022. Uh, and then we went on to discuss the biggest storylines, answered two burning questions for training camp involving trench play uh, again ahead of training camp, which is really just a little, what, two weeks away. Will be at training camp, right? Then on Tuesday, we turned our attention to Coach Eric Bieniemy, uh, new assistant head coach and offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, and we turned to his impact on the offensive line in our mailbag episode. We looked at the Chiefs' line uh, development over the years as a measuring stick of what could come for the Washington Commanders, and answered a question about whether or not the draft capital investment discrepancy between the offensive line and defensive line is warranted or not. Uh, if you already watched that episode, I don't know if the answer surprised you. The answer actually kind of surprised me. I came into it thinking one way. Uh, and once I did the research on kind of what happens through the NFL and Super Bowl winning teams and all that, I was actually pretty surprised uh, by the results. And then on Wednesday, uh, we moved on from the offense and offensive line specifically. We turned squarely to the defense and compared it to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. We compared the 2022 defensive production to that of the 49ers defense, which is widely considered the best, if not one of the best defenses. Uh, and I came up with a number of five interceptions needed on top of last year's total uh, in order for Washington to begin flirting with being compared uh, to the 49ers unit as one of the best defenses in the NFL. And we discussed the value of safety Cameron Curl, uh, which comes up from time to time. Thursday was all about Dan Snyder, right? The More stories, more controversy, more issues, and the comical, comical story of how he himself may have actually gotten himself the final push out of the National Football League. Some of you enjoyed that episode. I saw some of the comments. Definitely got the joke. I mean, hey, look, guys, you know, sometimes the world uh, gives you what you deserve, right? So that's the week that was. Coming up next week, we're back every day and every day. I do need more questions for Tuesday's mailbag once again. So if you have questions you want to submit, those are always really great. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Hit me up on Twitter. Email them to lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or send them directly to me on your phone via text using subtext don't forget you can do that or you can talk to me about this or anything else commanders related just by going to join subtext.com 
slash Locked On Commanders to start that up today. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day and every dares. I thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. If you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to know or you want to discuss, make sure you also follow me on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.